Hey, 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 it's Jess. This is the Not Carrie Bradshaw podcast. Welcome back, good friends. Um, hopefully it is Tuesday as I am doing my best to get an episode to you guys every other Tuesday, mostly because I just feel like Tuesday is like a throwaway day. Because it's the one day that doesn't really have much going for itself. It's like Monday is the beginning of the week when everybody pretends they're going to be a better person. And then Wednesday is hump day. Thursday is Friday Eve. Friday is Friday. Saturday, you get drunk. Sunday, you pretend that you're going to be a good person again and like try to do stuff to start the week off right. And Monday is Monday, your fresh start. It's like, what is Tuesday? There's nothing special about Tuesday unless you're one of those people who likes tacos. And I guess there's Taco Tuesday, but I don't like tacos. So I'm going to make Tuesday special for me by releasing this podcast every other Tuesday. So hopefully my sound engineer can get this back to you guys in time. So fingers crossed. If not, hey, y'all, whatever day it is. I'm super happy that you guys are back with me. This episode, I really want to focus on fashion as fashion is my first love. Um, I want to give you guys a little bit of background about how I ended up here, um, metaphorically and physically speaking. And um, yeah, have a little conversation about New York Fashion Week, what I think about fashion these days, what I think about black people in fashion these days. And all that jazz. So stay tuned. This should be fun. I hope I don't bore you guys to death because I kind of tend to nerd out a little bit about fashion. So stay with me. If you're bored, still like, comment, subscribe and share and send me money. So stay tuned. Don't judge me for doing that voice. I don't know why I did it. It just felt good. So I'm super excited to bring this fashion tip to you guys because it was such a mind-blowing epiphany or just like new thing that I learned when I was at the Essence um, Fashion House event this past Fashion Week. Um, There was a panel discussion about sustainable fashion, and obviously the ladies on the panel were all women of color, and they presented the idea, the very true idea, that sustainable fashion is actually a concept that comes from indigenous people and communities of color. Um, But white women have kind of taken that word and or the idea of sustainable fashion and made it into something that means that you have to spend more money to purchase locally sourced responsibly made, blah, 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 blah. Not that that isn't true. However, black people, I'm going to say black people because I'm black and I can't speak for anybody but black people. We've been practicing sustainable fashion since we got here by wearing hand-me-downs, by washing our own clothes, by sometimes hand-washing things, by repurposing um old items to make them into other things. Sustainable fashion is really something that is born out of a lack. When your family doesn't have a shit ton of money to spend on completely new wardrobes for every single kid, you pass your clothes down. 
that's a part of sustainable fashion. It doesn't always mean spending more money or going out and buying this one thing or supporting this one designer. Not that those things aren't important, but I think it's just important for us to have a better understanding of the ways in which our communities contribute to these new buzzwords and stuff like that. Like, we have been doing sustainable fashion our whole lives. I know for me personally, my mom always took a lot of pride in buying me the best that she could afford. So back in my day, um, all of my Easter dresses were like Jessica McClintock, or I think I had some like Nicole Millers or things like that. Um, And my mom paid pretty good money for those dresses. So when I outgrew them, we gave them to my little cousins and then they passed them down to somebody else and they passed them down to somebody else. That's a part of sustainable fashion. It's just using clothes in a way that makes their the life of that item longer. Instead of just throwing things away when you don't want to wear them anymore, look for a way to repurpose them. This might be country and ghetto, but I know a lot of um, like onesies and stuff that like my little cousins would grow out of. My grandma would use that as like a dust rag because it was like cotton. It was good quality cotton. Well, no point in throwing it away. Throw some old English on that bitch and dust some stuff up. So my advice to you is to tap into your roots as a person of color, or even if you're not a person of color, find ways to reuse clothing that you no longer want. If you're a person who shops at fast fashion stores like H&M or Zara or what's that other one? Mango? Whatever. I know those clothes are threadbare by about the third time you wear them. Instead of just throwing them away or even giving them away, find some other use for them. Like use it to clean your sneakers or something, but don't just be in the habit of just tossing shit out because you're done with it. Um, Even if you have quality clothes that you know you can't wear anymore or that you just are no longer using, give it to someone who can use it. That's a part of being sustainable. That's a part of being a responsible steward of the earth, I guess, if you want to say. Not to get too hippy-dippy, but I think it's just important because we live in such a consumer-driven country or world, really. I think it's important that we actually try to extend the life of the things that we're spending our money on because even when you think about how we work, we are always on to the next. Like we barely take the time to celebrate what we have in the present and we're just on to the next, on to the next. And I think we do that in the way we shop as well. So I always recommend going through your closet, going through your drawers, pulling out things that you know you really do not use, that you have no intention of using, that you're holding on to for God knows why. And not to Marie Kondo, y'all or anything because I have not read that book nor did I watch that show because it gave me anxiety um stuff that you know you're not using give it to somebody who can I know when I got my breast reduction in November one of the hardest parts of that process was realizing oh I need to give away all these bras like I really don't wear an H anymore that was like what really made me realize I made a huge change to my body was giving away those things that I could no longer use. Why would I hold on to those bras knowing that I can no longer fit them, thank God, for insurance? I gave them away because, shit, it's the uncommon bra size. (laughs) And it makes me happy to know that, like, some girl who's, like, a 34 H 
finally found a bra in her size. You know, like, so be in the habit of passing things down. Being sustainable doesn't always mean going out and spending a bunch of money. There are other ways. Um, I'm going to put a link to a couple of resources for you guys if anybody wants to um, learn a little bit more about it. And I think also when you are shopping, it's really helpful to consider the source of where things come from. Um, It's challenging, too, because even when you want to buy organic, locally sourced things, it's like there are these unintended consequences to even doing what you perceive to be the right thing. So do the best that you can. But where possible, try to shop with like some local artisans, like look for some independent fashion designers that you can support in your community. There are ways to do this without spending a shit ton of money on whatever thing a white woman told you that you should buy. So just something to consider. And again, I'll put links in the episode description for those who want to learn more. Stay tuned. So let's talk New York Fashion Week. So I've been working in fashion since 2014 when I interned at Oscar de la Renta. Um, I worked in fashion merchandising. And between that and my schoolwork at the Fashion Institute of Technology, I really got a hands-on understanding of the business of fashion, right? So Fashion Week is ideally supposed to be a trade show where editors, stylists, um, celebrities, kind of, sort of, and people who have a vested interest (laughs) can view the next season's collection. So the fashion winter, fashion weeks, show spring clothes and vice versa. So there used to be like a really strong lead time between Fashion Week in September and the clothes that you were going to see in spring, summer of the following year. That gave designers time to, you know, get more inspiration, create new collections, go out and see the world and, you know, get inspiration and stuff like that. Well, once fashion became really big business and they saw that, getting celebrities involved would really bring them in more money. Then it started to be, we need to get celebs on the front row. We need A-list celebrities on the front row. So that's why you'll see Anna Wintour sitting next to like Nicki Minaj, for lack of a better word, because that happened one time. Um, And it's kind of become a bit of a shit show. So I used to, my dream in life (laughs) was to be at Fashion Week. And this is why I think it's so important for us to define what success looks like to us um, and to define what we really want to do with our lives because some people actually just want to be in the room. They don't want to be doing any work or have any significant role. They just want to be in the room because it's where everybody else is and it seems to be where things are happening, right? So you have a lot of people who just show up to New York Fashion Week and it's like 
privilege Olympics, it's entitlement Olympics, it's, oh, you must not know who I am Olympics, it's a shit show. It's people really trying to be seen and trying to be in the room. Now, again, it used to be my biggest goal in life to be at an official New York Fashion Week. So I applied with the CFDA, which is the Council of Fashion Designers of America. It's the governing body of American fashion designers. And that's who is slash was responsible for putting on New York Fashion Week, right? So I applied with them to be a volunteer at Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week, and I got chosen. So I was like, oh, shit, it's happening. Let me tell you about y'all what we did. <laughs> we basically set up the different studios for the shows and broke them down. So it was like placing seating numbers on chairs and just making sure that people were sitting in the right seat. It was like, we were kind of like glorified ushers. Um, And that was my first time really getting to see Fashion Week or a real fashion show like up close in real life. And I was so starstruck. Um, I remember I did the Rebecca Minkoff show and Janelle Monae performed. And I just remember seeing June Ambrose and um, Jamin Well and just like all these people who I had seen on television. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm here. And when you see how quickly they set up and break down those shows, you start to get like a different perspective of Fashion Week. Like people put a lot of hard work into the production of those shows and they are wildly expensive to put on. So that's another reason why you don't see a whole lot of independent black fashion designers at New York Fashion Week or at major fashion weeks. The major fashion weeks are New York, Milan, Paris, and London. Um, And there are other ones. There's like Copenhagen Fashion Week or like Miami Swim Week. Like there are other weeks, but those are the, the major ones that get the most publicity. Those shows are so expensive to produce and they last all of like 10 minutes at that and then it's over. So I developed like a huge amount of respect for the designers who got to do that. But I started to really see the economic disparity where, you know, when I was interning at Oscar de la Renta, it was me and one other black girl and we became like very close friends we're still friends to this day she's like my little sister but fashion is not an industry that's set up for girls like me I don't come from a wealthy family um at all (laughs) my family is very working class and um we were never poor praise God Um, We grew up middle class when there was a a real middle class. And, you know, we're just like a working class family. But for a lot of the girls who I went to school with at FIT and who I interned with, and then even when I went on to work at Burberry and coach in their corporate offices and merchandising, so many of those girls were just there because their dad knew someone and their parents were paying their rent to live in like, on like the Upper West Side or like in these really cute, you know, apartments or whatever. So fashion for them was just like a hobby or just like this thing that they were doing. It didn't, it felt like it didn't mean as much to them as it meant to me to be there. Um, Example, there is a 
woman who used to be known as Oscar PR girl. And she was like the lead publicist for Oscar de la Renta. And we were all so in awe of her. She just dressed super fabulous. And obviously before he passed away, she was like always at his right side. And um, we actually heard her do a speech at FIT. And she was basically just kind of like, I was an art history major. I didn't even know what I was going to do after I graduated. But my dad got me an interview at Dolce & Gabbana. So I started there. And then I just kind of found my way at Oscar de la Renta. And it was so disheartening because... Here I was scraping pennies together, my family and friends sending me whatever they could every month just so that I could do the bare minimum, you know, to be in New York. Like I was sleeping on my lion sister's couch in New Jersey for the whole first year that I was here. I didn't even have my own place. And all these girls were just there based off of nepotism and privilege and their parents doing a favor for somebody. And it just... It felt bad. It felt like I don't really belong here. So when I got to work a New York Fashion Week for the first time, I just felt like I didn't really belong. I was so happy to be there, but there was also a part of me that had wicked imposter syndrome because, like, I don't have money like that. I'm not wearing the latest and the greatest. And, you know, like, these girls used to come to work, like, decked And it was just like, how can you afford this stuff? And it's like, because they come from very rich families. So fashion just isn't an industry that's really set up for people who don't have the money to afford to do an internship that pays you shit for, you know, the few hours that you're there. Um, You have to really be able and or willing to get paid not even a livable wage for years before you get high enough up on the corporate ladder to really live off of your salary if you work in fashion. And that's just the truth of it. So when you get to New York Fashion Week and you see all these people who are really like kind of putting on and just really trying to be seen and just really just want to be in the room and you know that's not you, you really feel like you shouldn't be there. So for a while I felt very resentful, um, especially after the site that I was writing for went down and those like Fashion Week invitations started to dry up, you know, it just felt like... I felt like a huge outsider and I felt really bitter because it seemed like the girls who were getting all the opportunities were the ones who it didn't even matter to them whether or not they got it. It, They were just there because they could be. Um, But so, you know, years later, when I started writing again um, and I was there to cover Fashion Week, bruh, there is nothing more draining then you are trying to do interviews backstage or you're trying to get pictures or video for an actual publication because you're actually being paid to be there. And like random Instagram influencers are like stealing people's front row seats and shit or trying to be seen by street style photographers like, bruh, y'all tripping. <laughs> like on the one hand, I'm super happy that fashion is becoming more open to the public you know it used to be a very elitist industry I think in a lot of ways it still is but I think that by having more eyes on the runway um it's easier to see the lack of diversity it's easier to see cultural appropriation and it's easier to kind of 
call the powers that be to task about some of their choices in terms of the way they do business. That's great. But it's also kind of hurting the industry because people want to buy the things that they see now. So you're kind of forcing designers to pump out collection after collection after collection. And that's where the conversation about sustainable fashion really comes into play because consumers by and large want whatever they want when they want it and some fashion designers especially the ones that answer to like big time CEOs um, who are owned by huge conglomerates like LVMH and Caring and stuff like that if there's an opportunity to make money they're going to force you to do what you can to make money so you have some designers who are like fuck that I'll go show during the the Paris um, Paris Fashion Week because it's a little bit less stressful. Like they don't put that much pressure on their designers to pump out collection after collection in this see now buy now culture. Whereas good old America, <laughs> Americans are like fuck that. I want what I see today. So I think it's a good thing that fashion is becoming a little bit less elitist, but it's also I think kind of hurting the industry too, and it's kind of hurting the experience of Fashion Week as well because people can't really even go there and see what they need to see or experience what they need to experience because you have so many wannabe celebrities just trying to be in the mix with actual celebrities and it is super fucking frustrating and I don't want to be judgmental of those people because I understand the excitement of finally being up close and personal to these things and this experience and these people that you've only seen on television or on social media and it's exciting but people are also there to work that's how some people make their living and there's recently been this story with Kelly Catrone who if you know you know Kelly Catrone is like a bad bitch in fashion PR and some writer who she gave an invitation to um, for a fashion show showed up there and tried to sit front row and was told that she couldn't sit there. And this girl wrote a whole article. I guess it was like, you know, the age of outrage. We want to cancel people. We want to call people out. And Kelly Catrone was like, God, I don't owe you shit. Like, we gave you a ticket. You had a second row seat. You didn't want to sit in your seat. I had every right to tell you to move. And I fully understand where Kelly Catron is coming from because people really just be there to be in the mix, to be seen. People are there to work, though. I have no problem with anybody being there. If you can finesse your way in, sure, have at it. But get the fuck out of my way when I'm trying to work. Like, it's frustrating. Especially when people come out in these costumes that they call looks. I know you fucking lying. Like, I don't see it. The king is wearing no clothes. It's incredibly frustrating for me. Um, This past Fashion Week, though, I was really happy that I had the opportunity to cover um, Harlem's Fashion Row, which is a social organization started by Brandis Daniels, who basically created a platform for independent black fashion designers to show their work. And Essence Fashion House did the same thing this year. They had their first Best in Black Fashion Awards, which I feel like was really helpful in showing that black people do support other black people and we do give each other the platform that we need so this whole myth of like black people not supporting black fashion or black people not supporting black businesses it's not true there are a lot of people out there actually doing the work to get those designers seen but 
they need more resources. They need more people to pour into them. And I would love nothing more than to see some of these celebrities, some of these rappers who taught themselves as like huge fashion heads, but all you ever see them in is European designers. I would love to see them have the same energy that they had about boycotting Gucci. I want them to have that same energy about supporting black designers because they do exist and there are real tangible financial ways that you can pour into black designers. There's more to black designers than Pierre Moss and Virgil Abloh. And I think Pierre Moss does amazing work. I don't really see it for Virgil Abloh. I don't I think that he's skin folk, not kin folk, but that's another conversation for another day. Um there are a lot of people out there who need to be seen and who deserve a platform. And I think that as fashion is becoming more democratized, we need to put our money and our energy in the right place. Like we shouldn't always be so thirsty for European fashion. And I get why, because Paris is still the fashion capital of the world. And I think even more so because they refuse to do the see now, buy now thing. Paris fashion designers are like, fuck y'all, you'll get what I give you when I give it to you. And Parisian consumers are like, okay, thanks. Like, it's just not as consumer driven there. Um, But anyway, I'm rambling. My point is, don't ask me if I can take you to New York Fashion Week. You would be surprised. Like, I'm nobody. And people really will reach out to me like, hey, can you get me tickets? Nope. That's not how Fashion Week works, especially if you're not like an A-list celebrity. At best, you can request an invitation through a fashion designer's publicist, or if you're a writer, you can get press credentials. But if you are just queeted down from down the block and you feel like Fashion Week looks really cool and you might want to be there, I cannot help you. I am nobody. <laughs> I'm a writer and I do my best just to get what work I do get. So like, no. And if you do make it to Fashion Week, get the hell out of the way of the people who are actually there to work. I support you. Get your Instagram likes off. Make all the boomerangs you want to. But also, get the fuck out of the way. And that's my rant about Fashion Week. So, thanks guys. Um, I know this is probably like super long-winded, but I just really needed to get that off my chest because it was stressing me the hell out. So don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share, and send me money so that I can support Black fashion designers. Thank yous. Bye.